This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. I'd like to first introduce Patrick Duran. Thank you, guys. He's a participant in the program. He attended the Advanced Media Vocational Academy through Actors for Autism, completing his training in editing. Patrick currently edits a recurring television show, Forever Friends, for the city of Glendale. He received a commendation from the mayor of Glendale for his work. He has also edited work for documentary films, advertisements, and Actors for Autism interviews. Mary Duran, the incomparable Mary Duran, is an artist, a UCSB alum, and Patrick's mother. She is an unceasing advocate for her son and can tell us more about her lifelong efforts to ensure that he has the educational and vocational opportunities. Uh, Santosh Uman has worked in animation since 1997. In 2004, he began teaching part-time at several schools, including Platt College and Montecito Fine Arts. His current projects include co-writing a feature film with an animation producer from DreamWorks and producing a personal graphic novel called Gas Mast. He has employed graduates of Actors for Autism program in his animation work. Okay, so to begin, my first question. So this is for the group. Of everything that we just saw, which short film do you like the most and why? Why is it your favorite? And tell us a little bit about that. Ooh, that's a tough one. I have to say, um, I have two that, that are my favorites. Space Losers, which was the finale, was my all-time favorite. And I also liked uh, Murder at West Hills, which was the trailer. I uh, um, was uh, the uh, editor for that, and I've never edited um, a Western film. And like, uh, and my colleague, uh, Austin Devine was his name. He, uh, um, he always wanted to like make a Western film. And, and his parents thought that... Um, that they would need like real prop, props, like 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 a real horse or something like that. And when when we made the film, but but everything was all our shorts were pretty much done in green screen, so we didn't we didn't need to like go do, do any of that. But um, yeah, um, I I really like, like those a lot, and I like it. Um, and I enjoy like video editing a lot. It's a huge passion of mine. Mary, I love the little dog show one. I thought it was so cute. And, uh, you know, trying and, and being afraid and, and uh, you know, all art that people do is an expression of their own feelings and that really, you could just feel it coming through and what it's like to be afraid and what it's like to find a friend. And I, that was probably my favorite. And the parents' pride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to say the one uh, with explosive cuisine. Uh, partly, I'm biased, partly because Steve Montenegro was my student. I used to teach at Actors for Autism and... To see him grow as an artist and a storyteller, he just uh, amazed me. It was phenomenal to see his growth. He's at Glendale Community College now, and he's done freelance for a couple of projects for me, so I, I'm completely biased. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, well, here's another one for the group. But I think Patrick probably knows the most about them. Santosh, too. Mm-hmm. But um, how are the films made? Obviously, they're made collectively, and, mm-hmm. um, but how does the process work? Well, the first thing that, that we do is that uh, um, we have our, our students uh, film uh, like uh, um, each short that, like, uh, that they want to make. And uh, um, we have like uh, our own lighting uh, equipment and we have uh, um, cameras like uh, for ourselves. And um, lately, uh, as, of, like, as of right now, we've been using our iPhones for, like, uh, for our in- interviews that, that we do. But um, I'll get to that in just a moment. 
But um, but and, and then after that, we would use a green screen like um, that we set up in our office. And then uh, um, in regards to, to the short films itself, we use like a different editing apps, and and they're actually very expensive to like uh, to purchase in the app store. Um, one of them is uh, Final Cut Pro, which is a um, an editing software tool that I've used for about six years now. I um I learned about it when I first started uh, um, Atlas Rockism in 2011. And the other app that, that we use is uh, Adobe Premiere. And um, that app is uh, separate from, like, uh, from buying in the App Store. It's kind of like you have to like, make an account on adobe.com. And uh, uh, they, they offer like uh, monthly plans or something like that. But um, depending on like, uh, what you want, though, um, like, it's, it's pretty expensive like, the last time I get to that. But how does, who decides like, who's going to be acting, who's going to be editing? Because I saw a number of repeat performers. Well, we, Are they um, your best hmm. actors? Is they, that why they're chosen? They are, yes. And we uh, we have like a, um, a board meeting, like a, like a little table read to like, a, and and they kind of like go through the script, uh, of like of each film, and uh, we we uh, like uh, decide officially who would play who, like uh, for um, each film, and uh, and we also do the same thing as well when we uh, um, have uh, um, guests come over because uh, I am, and since I mentioned that we have interviews every. Like once a month or so, we have uh, um, guest speakers come by, mostly uh, um, celebrities themselves and uh, um, animation speakers from time to time, and video game designers. What celebrities? Um, our most recent one that came was uh, Gary Casper, who was uh, an actor and a stuntman who uh, um, appeared in a huge variety of movies. He was in uh, um, he was in Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. He was in uh, um, the television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, he uh, um, He's also been. Um, he also was in uh, Murder She Wrote with uh, Angela Lansbury, and um, he, he's been in a lot of things. He was a very nice guy. Yeah, Man, incredible. Chris Williams was another guy who um, mm -hmm. played on Friday Night Lights. He was the mayor on uh, Heart of Dixie, mm -hmm. and he just got the starring role for Black Lightning, which is the new CW superhero show that starts this fall. So, mm -hmm. yeah. okay. Um, and, well, I don't know because Alyssa's not with us. Uh, but I wonder, how are, how are films selected for inclusion in the festival? Well, the thing that, that, that we do is that like, uh, once everything is edited and, like, uh, and fully edited, we would send it over to Alyssa for review. And like, uh, she would go through like, uh, what, what needs to be changed or something like that, like if any uh, effects need to be removed or something like that. So it's kind of like a process. Like We send rough cuts. And we would also, like, um, our film teacher, Danny uh, Gomez, who's, uh, um, who's not here with us, but he's, um, he's our film teacher at Actress Roxism, and he, um, we would, like, uh, we would set up a projector, and then, like, uh, we would um, get some constructive criticism, like, uh, from the students who, um, uh, like, uh, like want, want to see, like, uh, how they did for, for, for the short that they created. And then, um, and then after that, like if any changes need to be made, they would um, the person who edits it would edit it again to like uh, to make uh, like a final cut. And then once all that is done, we would email it to to uh, um, uh, Alyssa Wolf, who's like the you know, the head of, of Actress for Autism, and she would like uh, um, give the go ahead to like uh, um, put it inside for the festival. And um, we would uh, and we send those files itself. So using an app, call, a, a website called WeTransfer.com. It's uh, W-E-T-R-A-N-S-F-E-R.com. It's a very good website to send files up to two gigabytes. When mm -hmm. like um, if you ever need to do anything like that. But I think every student 
has an entry. In one way, they collaborate. If it's not their film, they're part of the film. I think everybody has something that's in the film festival. Because it, it was quite long. Yeah, you, how long is it? I mean, I was going to ask more about the film festival. Where is it held? It's held in, uh, in Los Angeles at... Uh, um, at the Los Feliz Theater. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Vermont, and it's uh, they really nice. They donate their theater. It was about two hours, I think, two yeah. hours of, of animation and, yeah. and films, and they do a lot of like promo type films, and mm-hmm. really good, really good. I think we try to concentrate on finished films like that have a beginning, middle, and end, mm-hmm. and then you know there are those that stand out, um, but generally, if you finish your film, it's in the. So this is every December, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, every December. We, we first started it in uh, 2014. That was when we had our first one. Um, and, uh, so we, who, who attends the festival? Um, anyone can come. Uh, so as, some celebrities, yeah. some celebrities. employees, some mm-hmm. friends, family, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, the whole treatment. You have the red carpet. It's such an mm-hmm. amazing theater. Wow. That it, it's a great experience for the students and for the faculty. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Okay, since Alyssa isn't here, maybe, maybe Santos, you could tell us a little bit of how, you know, how long has Actors for Autism, I, th- I think it began in 2004. When did you get involved with working with the organization? I started in 2013, and I was teaching there in the animation program and primarily telling them uh, about storytelling. How do you take your vision of your story and put it into you know, words and animation. So I was there for two years, and then um, I ended up getting back into creative work. But I'm still on the board, and I still actively participate by getting speakers and um, connecting them to studio tours. Um, but, yeah, I started teaching there, and I really enjoyed How did teaching you know them. about it and get involved? I'm just curious. Um, I think somebody referred me to uh, teaching because I had taught before I was the chair of an animation program at the Art Institute in San Bernardino. I had taught at several colleges. I had stopped doing animation in 2007 um, just because I wanted to do my own projects on the side and teach. I think I felt like I wanted to give back. And um, so one of my friends suggested, hey, have you thought about um, teaching autistic students? There's a school in Glendale. And I thought, well, let me see if this is something that I can do. And it was a great experience for me. And just seeing these guys grow into storytellers, was, uh, it, just, it, it was such a great you know, feeling of just being able to get them to work together, whether it was on one project or collaborate on uh, a bigger project where they did a short all together. Yeah, no, great. Okay, so Mary, I'm turning to you because I think from the parents' perspective, how, how did you learn about Actors for Autism? And did Patrick always have an interest uh, or aptitude for media work? Uh, yeah, Patrick, first of all, was always really, really good with computers. And, and of course, his attention is really good. When we did all those programs to teach him things from the time he was young, he learned very quickly on the computer and loves movies could imitate voices perfectly, did a lot. He mm-hmm. was, loved drama when he was involved in it in mm-hmm. high school. Um, and as high school was coming to a close and you start panicking because you don't know what you're going to do next, I went to, I actually uh, found out about Actors for Autism at a booth at the Autism Speaks Walk at the Rose Bowl. And um, 
got a bunch of information, and then I went to another opportunities fair at the help group out in Sherman Oaks, and there was another table there, and it was a mom who was involved in Actors for Autism, and she, they, um, I saw the documentary um, Kids with Cameras that um, Elisa put together. It's really great. And seeing what they were doing and um, started, I had Patrick, at the time they offered summer programs, and he did a video game design program and a summer musicals program and really enjoyed it. And... I, I was laughing, had a letter that he wrote to the regional center um, asking them, because of course the regional center doesn't want to fund anything, and asking them to help him attend um, the AMVA, Advanced Media Vocational Academy. And he went, and at the time they, would, they learned everything. He was in their film and media, and everything from screenwriting to you know, the whole process, going through month by month, different things, sound, um, effects, and... Mm-hmm. And I had no idea, and he had no idea, that he would love editing so much, and he really does. And that's probably the most wonderful thing, is for anybody to find a job that they love to do. And, and for all our kids, I think, and for anybody's kids, you think, oh, you want a job, you want a job, we've well, got to have a skill set. What can you do? What can you offer to an employer? And Patrick has a really good skill set to offer to people, um, and he learned it there, and as Santosh was saying, part of it is learning to collaborate, learning to present your idea, um, learning the proper etiquette for being in a workspace, all these things. So it's not just the actual skills, um, media skills that you'll need, but how to work in that environment, and they support all of that in their learning. So so tell it, what advice would you have to parents um, of autistic adults about the challenges of programs and getting your kids into programs like these, the successes, but also the real challenges that exist? Um, I think you cannot rely on the agencies to help you, and the agencies you're dealing with at that time are the high schools and the regional center, and they have little funnels where they want to funnel people off, and, and uh, uh, although they, you, know, you make your meetings, you have your IPP, you have your IEP, What's when, re, what, maybe you tell, maybe everybody knows what a regional center is, but maybe they don't. Regional centers in California are a um, partially state, partially federally funded organization to provide resources for people with disabilities. And there are different categories from zero to three, three to adult. They divide it up different ways. It's changed over the years. But um, uh, they are to help you um, make these transitions and access um, all kinds of opportunities from housing to work. But um, in Patrick's case, when he graduated from high school, and I went, what, what are we going to do? And they said, well, he can work, so he should get a job. Well, where's he going to get a job? Well, I don't know. He can go look for a job. Maybe you should ask Department of Rehabilitation. I'll call Department of Rehabilitation. Well, you should call your regional center. You should call this. You know, th- There's no, no real support or help. And when I... I started looking, again, I went to a lot of job fairs, a lot of looking for different things that I thought might suit him. Um, Regional Center finally came up with, they want him to go to, uh, what was it, Foothill? Foothill Making Company or something. Where they manufactured staplers. It was Mm -hmm. a line thing. It was like Pat would go running for the exit. It was not appropriate. It wasn't for him. But they just don't have anything they don't know. And and most people, while they might want to help, they have very set ideas, and I, my advice would be, as parents, you know your child, and there may be people who are experts, but they spend relatively little time with your child, and you know them, know what they like, what they can take, what they can't take, 
and you do have to stretch, but you need to stretch in a supported atmosphere. And um, I've seen Patrick just really blossom in the program. He's never been happier. And it's work. It's hard work. Um, all the kids in the program, I have seen them grow so much and become a. It's it's work. It's a working. It isn't a day program. It isn't babysitting. They have things that they have to do, and they really do produce a lot. And he's applied for jobs. When one of the internships he got, it was uh, he went on two rounds of competitive interviews, and not because he was disabled. It was with everybody in Hollywood, and he got the the internship. And I was really proud of that. That was uh, when you were working for Ashley. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it changes. Things have changed in the industry, too. When he got that job, they would load up the film clips and then give him the whatever hard mm-hmm. drive, and he'd mm-hmm. take it home and work on it and turn it back into him. And then all of a sudden they changed. No, they wanted to do it on site in a certain place. So his job changed a lot, and you had to be ready for it. Is he going to do this at home? Is he going to be doing this for a company? It, brick and mortar pretty much doesn't exist in, in media now. It's, it's a whole different ballgame, which adds other challenges for people with disabilities, and also advantages. So it's... it's um, yeah. Interesting. Santosh, I just wanted to ask you, um, how do you select students to help or assist you in your animation work when you were doing it? Um, and, you know, what roles do they take on? Well, um, you know, since I was working directly with them for two years, I had a chance to meet some of the students and see their ability in terms of storytelling and even in animation. And I would be working on, I was working on an educational film called Francis the Fish, and we needed some animation to get done. And I was busy working on storyboarding, and I didn't have time to do this sequence. And I saw Steve had this spark. He could follow directions. He could animate something within a certain amount of time and just do the project. If I gave it to him, I, I, you know, there was a budget, and I said, you know what, I'm going to pass this off to uh, my student, Stephen. And he took direction really well. I asked him to change something, he would change it, and then he came up with a piece. I mean, he was one of my best students, um, and I just saw that he had this ability to, to time. Like, he understood timing. He understood storytelling. It wasn't necessarily his ability to draw, but it was his ability to move things. And so, because all we did was give him these, these assets from Photoshop, and then he just animated them in After Effects. We use um, industry uh, standard programs like After Effects, Maya, Photoshop. Those are the programs that uh, they use in the animation industry, in documentaries, in the film industry. And so he was up to speed. He knew how to use these tools. We gave him the assets. He made this amazing scene of this Eskimo um, fisherman fishing for the salmon and this salmon jumping out of this water, and it's just fantastic. And the producer loved it so much, she wanted to bring him on for the animated film. So he's going to be working probably with the production team again. So so how many of your students were, were so gifted and able to be employed and moved on? You know, it's, it's, it's a small number. Um, there's two or three, and you know, it, it, it always depends on the ability to collaborate. Right. You know, and that's the, that's the success of Actors for Autism and AMVA, is a student coming in may not have collaborated with people, but collaborating with his friends in the classroom and taking feedback, he learns to kind of take critique, 
easily or, oh, I can change this, I can make this better. How do you take critique? How do you give critique? Um, and how do you take direction? And so those things help a student become a better worker as well as a storyteller. And I think ultimately, you know, you want to give them the skills, the soft skills, to be able to collaborate with somebody outside, like a client, who's going to give them direction, and they have to be able to take the direction and not take it personally, right? We all need to learn that. Yeah. Okay, so Patrick. Mm -hmm. Over to you. I want to, what do you think is your greatest accomplishment to date in the program? Oh my gosh, that's a very tough one. Um, I have um, three accomplishments inside, inside my life at Access for Autism. The first one was uh, um, I uh, received an internship in uh, um, the CA Glendale, as um, Patrice mentioned earlier in the, uh, um, in the beginning. It was called uh, Forever Friends, which is uh, an animal adoption show that, um, that's filmed at the Pasadena Humane Society in California. And uh, I, um, I've been editing the, the show for about five years now. It was, the show was previously known as The Doghouse. And um, we, um, um, we originally used Final Cut Pro as the editing software tool, but now it is, uh, um, it's now Adobe Premiere. And uh, um, I quickly learned how to use Adobe Premiere at uh, Address for Autism from there. And I would uh, take notes so I could learn about the, the sh keyboard shortcuts and, like, uh, and everything else like that. Adobe Premiere is the, is the exact same thing as Final Cut, but the only thing is it just has a different, different timeline or something like that or a different kind of a technology to do that. But the other uh, accomplishment that, that I have was, uh, was being able to uh, edit um, uh, celebrity, be, being able to edit celebrity interviews. And, and um, we do have guests come over each month, like um, at at actress for autism. But um, it, it depends, like on their timing. And and we we and as students, we have no idea, like who who's going to come and uh, um, who's not going to come. But um, the, but the only thing that uh, uh, the, who, the, the, who interviews the the celebrities. Um, we um, we give a give a turn in a way, like we give a fair share. Like uh, um, usually, the film students would like uh, would do that, or like, like uh, if we had like a, a speaker come by, like an animation speaker, uh, we, they would like give a presentation, and then mm -hmm. um, the students would ask questions. And why Santosh is mostly the uh, um, the coordinator for the uh, for the animation speakers to come by, and Liz Fenning, who is who is our uh, um, Main supervisor, like uh, here um, at Actress Rotism, sometimes will um, will uh, uh, um, contact the celebrities to come by. And uh, but 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 to get back to like uh, my, my accomplishments, since uh, she asked that, the other one was was being able to edit uh, for for a film festival, like at, for a public event. That that was like a major accomplishment for me. Yeah. And like at the same time, it was uh, it was exhausting, really, for me to um, edit all the shorts, like uh, all within a month or something like that. For a two-hour program, um, actually, the program is like is five hours. Like, uh, um, like we, we our shift begins at ten a.m. and it ends at three p.m. I see. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what has been your greatest frustration? I think the greatest frustration for me personally is uh, um, when you apply to get a job, you like uh, you don't hear back from them. Like I've been applying to like so many positions when I'm at Actors for Autism, and then like um, I ask them, I get my resume and like uh, my cover letter and then like uh, I just don't get a response back that's that's what's very frustrating is that you just don't hear back from them and and that's also been frustration frustrating for my mom as well um, well so what advice would you have for others who might be interested in working in the media industries 
Well, the biggest thing, the biggest advice that I give is to like, uh, um, is to like, uh, um, be yourself. Don't panic. Um, and like, uh, and when you learn about, um, when you learn something like uh, adaptive autism, you'll, um, you might, you know, it might make a difference inside your life. And, and for those of you that don't know, like at Autism, we uh, have um, we have uh, uh, four cla- uh, three classes, as I should say. We have um, yeah, no, sorry, we have four classes inside. We have the uh, um, the film program, we have an animation program, and video game design and customized employment. And currently, I'm in the customized employment program. What's that? The customized employment program is where you learn about um, how to get a job in a way, like uh, and kind of like create your own business in a way. And uh, one of my colleagues named uh, Tarek Hassan is like uh, um, is a colleague of mine, and he's been he's been with Atlas since two thousand nine, and he um, he started a um, an Etsy shop and like a, and is selling Moldavite jewelry and like uh, inside and so um, it's it's really it's really gone well for him, and. And in each month, like if you want to join the film program, each month we we have like a, uh, we talk about all the things inside the entertainment industry, like from camera and lighting, um, sound design, and um, script writing, and um, almost like one of everything inside the uh, the filmmaking industry. And your favorite mm-hmm. is editing. Yes, video editing is a huge passion for me. Like video editing. Was uh, was my favorite of all time because it's always it's all um, it's always good for me to like uh, help uh, edit things that need to be done, and uh, I've been ever since I've been an artist actress for autism. I've, I've been giving like uh, the the full time duty as the in house editor at Actors for Autism, <clears throat> and uh, we um, and like uh, and I'm often given like the duty to like uh, um, uh, like uh, edit each each project or something like that, and I also. Uh, bought myself a, um, an external hard drive because that's um, one thing that, um, a requirement that, that you'll need if like if you want to join the film program and you will also need a, um, a laptop computer with you like because well, most of the most of the students at our at our program like uh, use Apple computers but we only have one student who uses a Windows but we, we primarily use uh, Apple computers from time to time mm-hmm. yeah right. so uh, Mary tell us just Tell us a little bit about, I mean, how, I, I don't believe that this program is free. Um, how do people, parents, get involved? How do they pay for it? What does, role does regional set? I'm just wondering more of the nuts and bolts. It's, it's changed a little bit over the years. Um, currently, uh, with a regional center, if you want a, uh, to be part of a program, it has to be vendored by the regional center. It has to meet certain qualifications, certain things, and then they will agree that it's one of the programs that they will offer and fund. Um, uh, and different regional centers have different things that they'll fund. We happen to be, we're in the Lanterman Regional Center, which is Los Angeles, and uh, they fund it. They fund Pat's program, but of course, uh, they didn't want to fund it. <laughs> there was, you know, there's always fair hearing, there's this to bring it to it, but they saw it, it was really a good fit for Pat. And again, I think it's apparent if you know your child and you know what would work for them, you just have to tell everybody else. This is what I know about them. This is what will work for them. And it, and it can be hard, but um, uh, it's, you have to find the funding. That's in everything. That's a hard thing. But for me, the bigger problem was finding a program. Finding, as you're leaving high school, looking for a program, there is really not much um, Patrick, when Patrick was diagnosed with autism at age two, 
Um, his pediatrician, who was my youngest sister's pediatrician, he had 30 years, he had never had a case of autism. He didn't know what it, he had no idea. And the statistics then were one in 10,000 children. And so looking for programs, it was a completely different ball game. You know, and I talk to people now, and it's a whole different thing for kids now. It's not so much what treatment should I use, but how are you going to get funded for this much treatment? It's, it's changed. And similarly, the resources available are changing, and it's now the statistics are one in 68 children have autism. So Patrick was riding the crest of this wave, and I feel like uh, he, we have been trying and hopefully setting standards and helping other people. This program is now vendors, so other people won't have to go through what we did to get him into it because there are so many people and so few resources. And media may not be right for everybody, but for a lot of people um, on the spectrum, it is perfect. You've got computer. You can work at home. It's your own hours. Um, uh, there's an affinity there for the medium. It, it really works out. Um, for me, I, I would really like Patrick to work out with somebody because I don't. I want him to be part of a community, and that's. But that's a change in the industry where it isn't like, oh, everybody's going to Warner Brothers and has an office there and is working. It doesn't. It's not like that anymore. But that's not bad either. It's just changing. Um, when when uh, uh, one of the bigger things when Pat was interviewing for jobs when he went out on that interview, he had a job coach with him, and. You don't know how, you know, should I, you know, as the mother, you don't want to be there. I didn't go in or anything, but should his job coach go with him? Should he say, should he say, should Patrick put on his application that I have autism and I am also an editor? Should it come up? Should it not? Those things, it's hard to know. But he did get um, that internship with uh, um, HFC Productions in Hollywood, and the gal who interviewed him, told me later, she said, Patrick, was. they loved having you. He was the greatest guy. He'd still be there, but they don't ever pay anybody. They just get more and more interns coming through. <laughs> so his time ended, but she said, I really appreciated that he had a job coach who told me um, that Pat had autism, and he was perfectly capable of doing the editing and to give him a chance. And that was brief at the beginning, and he interviewed, and he got the job. Um, so it's not something to leave out of your... Um, application by any means yeah and uh, each and also like uh, on certain months or something like that but i'm not sure like what what day it is i think the day's random um aptus for autism itself has an open house like uh, inside this inside um the building where it is and uh um, Alyssa wolfo like will also she gives like uh, um all the details and everything on like on how to apply to like adaptus for autism and um she will also like uh, um like give like Kind of like a little bit of short info, like on the regional center itself, and like, um, and, and you kind of like, and you also get a tour as well, like um, at the program, like, and learn what the, what each student does in a way. But um, but that but that too would be good as well if you want if you want someone to apply there. So how many people are in the program at any given time? I believe I think we have like about maybe about a dozen or more, something like that. We have about um, we have like about up to twenty five or thirty sometimes. Depends, mm-hmm. right? I mean, depends on how many are in the visual effects program, which they recently started. Mm-hmm. Um, is it mostly is it mostly men? We um, we are trying to get more women inside there, but um, we it is mostly men because uh, um, my boss says that uh, um, 
uh, that like men are more prone to being diagnosed with autism. And uh, uh, we have three women now like inside our program, but it's mostly boys now. But um, I've um, I told my boss that, like uh, that we need to hire more women because uh, otherwise um, our program would end up being sexist, which I actually like I don't want to happen. And um, we are expected to have a fourth one, uh, woman like uh, come inside, I believe, next month. But uh, um, I'm not sure like uh, what what day it is. But um, but we're actually becoming a very diverse program, and and that and that's a big goal, big big achievement like uh, for, for us. I agree. They're also housed in a, a, a the Hollywood Production Center there in Glendale, which is great because there's just a lot of industry people there. There's a lot of things going on, and whether you're you know at the basement cafe they have little networking events and things all that is so important um, just as an interview profession to know people that networking means a lot so it's a, a an important thing it's not like they're off in some they're right in the thick of it yeah it's a tiny facility but because there's productions going around it's just good to be plugged in I mean they were doing effects for the flash TV show in the same building so I mean there's so many things that are happening so Tony Santos, as a, as a teacher, so you, you taught at, at Platt College, Montecito Fine Arts. What's, and I assume you're teaching animation, storytelling, all the same. So what was the challenge or differences between teaching at those institutions and teaching at Actors for Autism? Uh, patience. I think patience and, and just giving people a, a chance to spread their wings, but that they may take a little bit longer to spread their wings. And being really, you know, careful in the way that you're um, arti- articulating your lesson plans. Maybe you're changing your lesson plans to be more visual, or you're breaking the visual, or you're breaking your lesson plans into separate bits so that they can understand them, and then you know, just really making it about storytelling versus just okay, this is a technical aspect. It's like okay, tell your story. Well, one thing I was really struck, and I'm sure others were watching the film festival films, is how much uh, the storytelling is often about b- being an outsider, um, trying to find connection. Um, the, the one with the puppies, uh, you know, fear of uh, failure, fear of performance, um, but also, you know, uh, I mean, all of them seem to me, as though... I'm sure, certain that all of your colleagues, Patrick, mm-hmm. we're all deeply immersed in the media. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're well aware of the stories out here, but it struck me that the stories, the particular stories that we were able to see today, are some very moving stories about what it feels like to be outside looking in, what it feels like to be rejected, what it feels like to be in love, all those things. Mm-hmm. Well, please join me in thanking all of our panelists, Santosh Uman, Mary Duran, and Patrick Duran. Thank you. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.